0: Oh, you started? <gasps> oh yeah! What's... What, what, I don't get the. Because usually I yeah, get hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I was drinking.
1: Howdy, everybody! I'm Robert and I'm Ira. And this is Anti-Wave. Yes, it is. A podcast all about the films that right past the typical Hollywood formula.
0: Oh, I like that, Robert. And the reason you were saying that this week is because this week we're discussing... Let Them All Talk. That's the title. That's Let right. Them All Talk. And mm-hmm. our top five this week... Is... Oscar movies. Ocean Wait, movies. what? Did I say Oscar movies? You said
1: Oscar Can movies. Can we start all over?
0: Nope. I feel stupid. <laughs> Ocean movies. Ocean, Ocean movies. And by the way, that was very funny a few days ago when you texted me back and I said, well, yeah, but there's only those three, you know? Oceans 12, uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen. But then the one with the chicks, if we include that, that's yeah, four. And we got the and Sammy then the Davis original Jr. one. with that's... Sammy David, that's five. Yeah. But there's only five, so we'll obviously overlap. And no, that was, no, no, we won't want well, to five of those ocean movies, but that's not what we're talking about, is it? We're talking about oh, we're not? no, we're not ocean Uh-oh. like the sea. Like on a cruise. Not necessarily a cruise. I, I thought you meant like ocean. Soderbergh. But movies then and... there would just be those three. Uh huh. And the chicks. Uh huh. And Sammy. Did we do top five Soderbergh movies? No. Isn't that that's hard to believe. Well, well I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll have time, a chance. I think like there were five, yeah. Yeah. Hm. We'll get our opportunity. Yeah, we sure will. Um that'll be difficult for you. The top five last well, week was a, what? High flying bird I could put down oh.
1: uh, as your as your <laughs> extra scoop.
0: Hey, speaking of top five, yeah, what, uh, what we got? did was uh, black and white movies. We got a lot of feedback. Yeah. So uh, let's share, shall we? Okay. A lot of feedback. And obviously movies like It's a Wonderful Life, To Kill a Mockingbird. You know. Oh, is I that black to... and white? Yeah. Uh, that was funny how you were <clears throat> messing with me last week. What are you week. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Gone with the wind. That actually caused me to pause. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's I, good. I you Keep know. going. Yeah. Uh, others, uh, someone wrote to us, I want you to hear this. I always enjoy your guests, she wrote. You two are, uh, get crazier. That, that was the guest. That <laughs> <laughs> you two get crazier with visitors. Although I had the same ones as Eric, the third man and so on. She also had Casablanca, Rebecca, Gilda... And then Doctor Strangelove. Love. Um, another person wrote "Lilies of the Field." I love that film. Was that black
1: and white now? Oh yes,
0: yeah. Now I'm starting to really no. get confused. Like that yeah. does seem like that was color. No, black and white. It was just a colored man. It was a colored man oh, in a okay. black and white movie. Yeah. I see. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. And uh, then he, it's funny. He wrote down "Damn Yankees," and he said, "Oops, that's wrong because it was in color." But when I first saw it on my folks' black and white TV, that well, was, now that you know, doesn't that, count. I know. I know. Uh, Raging bull uh pie yeah that's a good one yeah that's good pie, we should have to come be, up with that uh not to be confused with life of pie why well that's a different one movies? were those animals real okay anyway
1: well, it where the movie the animals in pie
0: uh, i'm talking about life of pie uh, yeah why would you confuse a black
1: and white movie about a <laughs> jew who uses a screwdriver to pull out his brains
0: yeah i remember that scene to an
1: indian yeah guy who's yeah stuck who's on a in boat. a boat
0: with a tiger Oh, my. Uh, someone wrote, does Natural Born Killers count? That was funny. Uh, that would, I think he was being hubris when he wrote that. Only if only uh, JFK seconds. counts. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the spirit, he, someone else wrote, of color was available, but black and white and artistic choice. He put down, number five is a movie called Control. Does that mean anything to you? Mm-mm. My first of two punk rock movies on the list. Uh, he also suggested The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. That's the new one. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Eraserhead, mm-hmm. should have thought of that, uh, Persepolis. Persepolis, Persepolis, cartoon punk rock about a woman coming of age, and the movie Clerks, we forgot it, Clerks, yeah, that was a good one too.
1: You know, I just saw a whole thing about this, I was watching an interesting video, and it was talking about Kevin Smith movies, and he was making the case that back when Kevin Smith movies first started coming out, Clerks, Mallrats... I mean, I distinctly remember going to see Mall Rats in the theater and being so excited opening day. I was the only person in the theater on opening day. Opening day for Mall Rats. Only person in the theater. And uh, and I was like, man, everybody's missing out on this. And it was definitely, you know. Wait, was
0: it like a Thursday at 2 o'clock no, in the no, afternoon? No, no, no. This was
1: Friday night. Wow. Yeah, And this is a big movie theater. Yeah. But no one went to go see this movie. Did you ever see Mallrats? I don't think... You probably didn't
0: see it. No. But I'm just wondering, alone in the theater, did you like masturbate or anything? You're I have giving a, me... I have a question. bedroom. I don't need to go to a public place to jerk off. So go... How weird?
1: How but weird... I, I remember it distinctly in thinking, like, people are missing out on Kevin Smith. And there was there's some bad acting in Mallrats. There's some bad writing in Mallrats. And this... Commentators a YouTuber who was kind of talking about how much of a fanboy he was, but over the years he slowly kind of let it go and kind of been like, Kevin Smith just doesn't hold up and that was kind of the premise of the video he was making and he go, went back and kind of looked at the films and was like, some of these are really hard to watch like they just don't they don't capture the same thing at the same time. and he kind of he he basically was making the case that Kevin Smith is a gateway drug you know to to better filmmakers i think he's got a good point it's kind of like when you hit a certain age you want something different but this is still accessible Mm -hmm. and um and he's this guy was really right kevin smith doesn't really know where to place the camera um and you're left with these big these shots with like seven people in it and it they're all kind of just standing around not knowing how to how to get the timing right and and it's like almost a play and you're watching a, a play happen, but they're not play kind of actors. And it's it's a really interesting kind of dissection of Kevin Smith movies.
0: So does Kevin Smith, the, his films count in the same category as The Rock. We use The Rock as our yeah, examples yeah, yeah. for yeah. movies that have not held up particularly well.
1: Yeah, and I think I think he's also just, uh, you know, he hasn't really grown mm-hmm. as a... As he a,
0: spoke to that generation at that time. Is that fair to say? Yes, I think yes, so. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, and... I, I think now the but people have outgrown him and yeah. Yeah. you know, a lot of the um a lot of the stuff that he that was funny then just isn't as funny now. I do think Clerks still holds up. Mm-hmm. I think there was something about Clerks, just the energy and and the guy who was making the video kind of disagreed with that. He kinda of felt like Clerks didn't really hold up as well. I feel like it, it did. But uh Yeah, there you go. I
0: don't know. Wow. So yes, this she mentioned Clerks. Others too. Uh Someone else said, uh, "Out of the Past." Does that mean anything Mm -mm. too? It's a film noir movie. The Elephant Man. Did we? I don't think we mentioned that. Did we mention that? I almost feel like we did. Uh, Did we? Uh, Gaslight, Sunset Boulevard, Mm. All About Eve. These are classics. Are they? Uh, Well, these are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't (laughs) don't fuck with me. No, I'm not sure if I
1: said the train or not, but I definitely. Oh, I couldn't believe that. I was thinking about, that I, was on my, my extras, but I, I think we might have been pressed for time.
0: I think we were, too. If I left that off, I, that should have been in my top five. If yeah. I had to do all over again, i put that in my top five. Someone else said, well, Citizen Kane, obviously. It's funny that we didn't include Citizen Kane. Did we? Among it, got, five, it got brought up. it, but it got a, probably as a scoop, mm-hmm. which is ironic because that's what the movie was addressing the making of yeah. um and then she wrote out of the past it's uh considered the first film noir then she said what about maltese falcon night of the living dead You said that the train I thought, ghost and mrs muir someone said the greatest movie of all time captain courageous was seven samurai someone else said 1945 France. wait a minute
1: 1945
0: that's the steven spielberg movie? no that was a different year that was 40 what there's, this, 41. Yes. This is a movie. And I, I spoke with this person, uh, a faithful listener of ours, in 1945. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I love it. Well, now, now but, I gotta yeah, you got to find out. out. 1945. Yeah, it was a movie called 1945. Franz, the movie Manhattan. We spoke about the cinematography mm-hmm. in Manhattan and how gorgeous it was uh, on the waterfront and also uh, High Noon. Well, this person said something about, high, you know, he said something in high about High Noon that it was made to replicate um, the black and white photography in the 1930s where the sky was washed out. So they made a concerted effort to give it that same look with an overexposed sky in high noon. Hmm. I wanted to share that with you. Did you find 1945 yeah, as I did. a yeah, film? This is and a, it really was yes, a film. Yeah, yeah. 19,
1: that's a ni- 2017 film. Not that long
0: ago. Got it. Oh, and The Longest Day, I thought of On The Way Home also last week. But those are some of our um, black and white movies. Think we've we named thank- every black and white we, right, movie I can't there is. We've named every one. Yeah. yeah, we thank our listeners.
1: Well, what do you want to do now?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Are you? Mm-hmm. I'm not hearing it. Ira, what'd you see last week? Don't don't do this to me. <laughs> Please make every effort to come up with something that rhymes with news. Oh yeah. Oh well, why would I do that? Because it, I have to say in the news. Oh, like my shoelaces. You can go, my kind of loose. You know. Oh, uh, or, a loose or rhyme. Your, your podcast partner <laughs> is is a juice. Juice loose.
1: Wanna, you want to know? Like, I, I want to tell you uh, this. T- this morning i was listening to some music with uh my daughter and we- i was playing like 1950s stuff and uh that's really good like first of all we we fail to mention how good rock and roll was in 1950s mm-hmm. like just that sound was so catchy mm-hmm. and you know she it's it- always danceable like she's She's into dancing now. I don't know if you noticed this. She, the few times that you've mentioned I, that you played around with her, you've noticed that she's dancing. She loves
0: banging on drums and yeah, things, too. She yeah. likes... Yeah, yeah.
1: But anyway, she really likes the blues.
0: She does. And it's time for In the News. Now, wait a minute. you got to work you. on your segue you. from In what? the Blues. Smooth.
1: It wasn't so smooth. <laughs> no, you got to say, oh, well... <laughs> that gets me down but you know what will get me up what? listening to in the news so you know oh. you've got to work with me a little oh bit, yeah Ira.
0: i'll work on that really hard i'll try to come through for you and do a better job next week failure epic fail the prom james gordon is being heavily criticized in large part by the gay community for the fact that they hired a straight man mm-hmm. to play the part of a homosexual Wait, he's prom. not a fag? No, people think he is. Oh. But actually, he's straight. Well, he's married has three kids. Mm. And I think he is straight, although he does have effeminate uh, tendencies, qualities, qualities about himself. And there was such a backlash, such a backlash on Twitter and stuff. And I know we've talked about this before. Backlash though.
1: sounds like a gay move, doesn't it?
0: The word itself? Backlash? You are, were, you, are you, you going for sexual? Somebody, are Ira? you getting sexual right now? <laughs> But what about this? Don't you feel like it's like enough? You're just looking at me and you're watching. me. It's like enough already. They're actors, damn it. Well, Ira, yes. have you
1: learned nothing from 2020? The only part that you're allowed to play is yourself. That's right. That's, That's the right. only part that you're yeah. allowed to play. Yeah. And it can't be the past self. It has to be the present self. You have to get the past
0: you to play you. That's right. That's right. Otherwise, we have to uh, change history drink, go back and cleanse it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know. So he's been under the gun. The prom. So uh, with Merrill again. Wow, we're going to talk about Merrill later on, aren't we? Merrill Streep. Are we? Yes, we are. Hey, uh, I want to discuss with you Tom Cruise and the tirade. <laughs> that, he, Tom Cruise is in the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Now you got a good rhyme going. Mission Impossible, the latest franchise, latest installment of the yeah, franchise. And did this. you hear the audio? Yeah. I did. did you hear the recording? Yeah. What's your what's your feeling about this?
1: I kind of feel like Tom Cruise has a point. I, I do too. Do. Wait a
0: minute. I thought you'd be critical of him and I don't – because I thought about how we we're going to discuss this. And yeah. We're not really talking about are masks legitimate and valid or not. No. That's kind of not the arena of this discussion. Yeah. Was he out of line or not? That's I actually separate... don't
1: think he was yelling all that hard. Like, he started out hard yelling at them like, get the fucking mask on. And then after a few minutes, he's like, no, stop it. Everybody like, I don't want to see it anymore. It's kind of like, you know, you're scolding your your child. Don't they know what he's doing? I mean, he's right. He's absolutely right. Robert,
0: I really thought you were going to go the other way because of our previous discussions about the effectiveness of a mask. Oh, But again, that's not what this is. It's total bullshit. Well, I, I, I don't think the
1: masks I know. are are legitimate at all. Right. But that's not that's his argument That's a separate even.
0: point. That's I, a separate I think it is a yeah, separate point. I agree keep in mind that he's the executive producer this is his film yes and their Hollywood was watching this they were opening a production and they wanted to see if and hopefully none of the people the crew would get COVID right and if that's the case it would be a little bit of a green light to open up the doors allow more productions that's his main argument I don't think he was out of line
1: no Tom Cruise He he's saying don't you fucking get it like there it's not just us it's th- Thousands of other people are depending on us. That's right. That's right. We have to do this right, and we can't fuck it up. And I'm sure he told them that ahead of time. Of
0: course he did. Right. Right.
1: It's not like oh I I forgot. No, you didn't forget. You chose to to break the
0: rules that he
1: set forth. And he's the fact that you're not just instantly fired is
0: really generous of him. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Now here's cynical Ira. You think this could have been a publicity stunt so that I can get some really good PR going? Mm, maybe. I do we does, you, does he, he really need that? it though? No, he doesn't. No. I mean people will flock to it anyway. I don't think this is Tom Cruise's publicity I, style. style. Yeah, he I doesn't agree. like that kind of publicity. I agree. I agree. He
1: wants a clean cut, Yeah. all American uh, you know, th- this idea that he's a good time. Yeah. You know, like I think where a publicity stunt gone wrong might have been, like, jumping on the couch for <laughs> Oprah. you know <laughs> Back like, backfired, Because yeah. he was trying to show enthusiasm and, like, yeah, I'm crazy about this girl, but it came across as crazy. Right. And I think that might have been a publicity stunt that was kind of like, nah, right. it didn't work. Right, right, you know? but right. But this is not that. This only could potentially make him look bad, although... I think it makes him look good.
0: I do too. He was heavily criticized in in some some camps, but I thought good for you, Tom. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. I think people's livelihood. Would I have think been the,
1: the jobs. studio heads probably are looking at this, going, "Well, I mean, yeah. At least he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should fucking yeah. yell at them. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? What What should he do when he sees the that? Right. And right. he's right. He's on the phone every night trying to save your fucking job. That's right. And he's working his ass off, which everybody knows Tom Cruise does. Yes. And he's going, forget all this, like, getting in shape shit. We need to get the movie made. Let's work on that. And then while we're working on that, you're over here playing grab ass. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be furious. I'd be
0: like... Get the fuck off the set! I think a lot of people forget. They just think he's in the movie as a star, forgetting that it's his production company. I would he's say even but, even, but even without, not. even without, that's where you're gonna go. Yeah, he yeah.
1: is the reason why the movie's being made. agreed. Agreed. Even if he's just the star, right? Right. Because I mean, he probably is putting together some real executive producing. But even if he's not, if he's right. just there for his good looks and hairline, I I still think he knows he's what everyone's looking at. Right. And it all comes down on his shoulders. Right. It's it's we no one knows who the key grip is. We know who the star of the film is. It's a Tom Cruise movie, not a Bob Jenkins movie. We don't give a fuck about that. Bob Jenkins? Whoever the key grip is. Oh. Oh, oh I know Bob.
0: You know Bob? Yeah, I call a him a minute ago. You didn't well, no, Robert uh, Jenkins. You called him Bob. Uh, I, call I know him Bobby Bobby. I know it's, it's Robert. like Robert De Niro. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Well, you, you're close with these people. Yeah. You hobnob. Yeah. You, you hobnob with a socially elite. A, a key job with him. Oh, key job. That's yeah, really impressive.
1: He, key grip. You
0: know? Yeah. I got that. I got that.
1: Yeah. grip. Okay. He grips me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we agree about Tom. Hey, one more thing about in the news. Mm-hmm. You sent me something really interesting. I love these videos. Die Hard, is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. I had so much fun watching this, and thank you so much for... They came up with, like, a grid, a criteria grid. Yeah. And it was so funny. It included elements of songs, Christmas yeah. songs. Christmas songs. And it had the number of trees, mm-hmm. and how many times the word Christmas is said in a movie. So they actually laid it out, and according to this criteria grid it's it a christmas is. movie it is a christmas and they Go made
1: ahead. a good point they even they used some scholarly research and they said so even if we're using this like idea of altruism and doing good things for other people it fits that criteria as well so there's all by all the criteria that you want to lay out like each criterion a diehard hits it checks that that box
0: yes being contrary here of course my their argument was that, but doesn't a Christmas movie have to feel good? The tone, the story has to be Christmasy, and then of course you fired back and said, well, "What about Fat Man? Mm-hmm. That's a Christmas story." But what? What? Let's talk about the tone of Fat Man. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that tone, the feel-good quality, uh, "Tis the season," is not necessarily a criteria for it to be a Christmas movie. But it was—it was a very funny video. The way it laid out everything and the number of times where Christmas was said the songs the tree you know. I
1: particularly like the ending of the video because the it made the case music. it said look here's yeah. what a christmas movie is it it's part of our um our the zeitgeist of christmas movies it's what do you watch each year and we can see that die hard is becoming a regularly watched movie around the christmas season. So it really is becoming a christmas movie. What's Whether the closing like credits?
0: What's the song in the closing credits? Oh, you. the weather outside. <laughs> no, I know this. What? But yes, but that's to be funny. I mean, you but smug- they sing it several times throughout yes, the movie. Yes, I know. I know they do. Yeah.
1: And I think it said like it, it has like seven christmas carols, 12 if you count Ode to Joy. And it was kind of like...
0: I, I laughed out loud in the video Yeah, about if you count Ode to Joy, that makes it yeah. 12. That was very funny.
1: And I think I think they're right in that a Christmas movie is whatever you watch around Christmas, right? And certainly you should have some sort of theme about Christmas kind of interwoven, right? If you watch Waterworld every Christmas, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's not really a Christmas movie. But something like Die Hard takes place at the Christmas right. season... I mean, it all takes place on Christmas Eve, but I'm sure some of it went after midnight, so we could argue that the last scene is Christmas morning, you know, and... But the movie's about killing a fucking terrorist. But so, is it a, is it a kid's movie? No. I right. mean, it's is it... What's a Christmas movie? I mean, if we take a look at, like, um, not Miracle on 3rd, 4th Street, but, like... A, it's a, a, wonderful it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. What's it about? Well, it's about... A misplaced money and and the the giving of a community actually it's about your life matters right but i guess what i'm saying like if we look at like what's his story he's mm-hmm. going well he was supposed to deposit all the money in the bank or whatever and he gave it to his brother who fucked it up and it's kind of like well what does that have to do with christmas it doesn't it doesn't have to do with christmas right right and you know, a christmas story a lot of that movie has nothing. A leg lamp has nothing to do with Christmas. It wasn't even a Christmas gift. It was that he won a prize, yeah, right? So yeah. it's like there's so much stuff in that movie that has nothing to do with yeah, Christmas. Yeah. And yet it is a Christmas movie. You're now, right. he he is asking for a gift the entire time. And we could say that that is like the through limb, But Getting beat up by bullies and like sticking your tongue to a flagpole. Right, These are right. just memories. Right, That's all it is. Right, right. And I, I would argue that Die Hard has just as much it's, of a claim on that as anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the other thing. I've been saying this for a while. If Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so is Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie, and it came out two years
0: earlier. That's very so funny. that's very funny.
1: You know, I think we're we're missing the boat here on Lethal Weapon. And I think that's going to be the next big. Time. Ah. Calling it now. Um, yeah. I'm going to pause in just a moment because while we're talking about Christmas, I have a little something here for you. And I think it might be the time of the show to do this, Ira. That was really smooth. Thank you. I want you to open this right. up. Yeah, We're exchanging presents. We do this every year on the show. And uh, like the can, you,
0: can you figure out what it is? Well, <laughs> is it a bow tie? It, it's not a bow tie. Yeah. Notice on the card, it just says the tag, to Ira, from, and it's blank. So is it from you? Us. It's just blank. It doesn't no, It's do
1: really tiny, buddy. Let me see it. He's writing it in no, right I'm now. No, he's
0: yanked it's, the pen out of my hands, no. and he's writing the word "us." No, so it's now I on know. there, really tidy. Look, no. it says right there. Oh, I guess I didn't see it. <laughs> it's exciting. Is this exciting? Do you remember we were recording uh, for the week of your birthday? Yeah. And that the my doorbell rang, and it was the actual delivery from Amazon, oh, and it gift? was your gift yeah. while we were recording. That was very. That was very funny. Ah, this is exciting!
1: This is one of my favorite parts of our of our Christmas shows. Is it? Is giving the gifts to each other I on know, air? But I think the, it's all fun. of
0: our listeners are going. Whatever. Unless, okay. What all
1: right. Else? I think there's some tension here. Robocop.
0: I really love this movie. <laughs> I really love. You got me three. Yeah. Well, I.
1: Lo- what? What, what do you the got?
0: Man who wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ma- I mentioned this one. Yes, you. we talked about yep, that. Yep. And, galaxy quest mm-hmm. galaxy quest thank you so much thank you thank you thank you robocop <gasps> bum, 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 bum. in fact where's the poster right on, up where it. Yeah. there it is love this movie i love all three thank you you have seen Blu-rays. at least one of those i know what which one i haven't the man seen. Who I saw. wasn't there right i saw mm, i saw two of the three yeah 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 yeah, I'm going to watch You're
1: going to like The Man Who Wasn't There. That's, That's your I'm homework here. assignment, Ira. Give me homework
0: assignment. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And...
1: I want to start trying to give you give movies that I know you would appreciate, but you haven't seen yet.
0: So That's that means I thought. have to... You're giving me homework, so I have to go home and watch them. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Robert? Yeah. Got something for you, bud. Oh, do, do you have something for me? I do. <laughs> do no. you have something, something for, me? for me? Oh. No, notice it has on the tag. It says. Oh, uh, it says Robert to phone. Robert, but there's nothing yeah, right yeah, underneath yeah. it. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. All right. This is beautiful wrapping. I wrapped it myself. Did you really? Uh-huh. This is nice. Yeah. Thanks, Ira. What is this? Oh, Iron. Did I do good? You did good.
0: Tell us what it is. <clears throat> no,
1: I'm not doing that. This is the Chevy Chase Classic Vacation Collection.
0: It's the series. This
1: is. National Lampoon's Vacation, 30th Anniversary Edition, European Vacation, Christmas Vacation, and Vegas Vacation. Wow. Is that a good fit? Are you That's happy? That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Why don't I own these? I'm
0: surprised you don't own them. And by the way, thanks to producer Joey for steering me to this gift.
1: Mm-hmm. It's got an 85-minute documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, the first one is great.
0: I've never seen any. You haven't any. seen I've never these? Seen it. In fact, maybe I should take this Get home. the fuck out of here. I've you haven't seen, seen these movies? I don't like movies. It's great. Merry Christmas! Bud. This is
1: this is when Chevy Chase was, you know,
0: when legitimately he was, funny. And yeah, like, and before he gave me an asshole. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Merry this. Christmas, my yeah. friend. These will be watched. Good. 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 All right. So fucking cheap game. Wh- fucking. fucking. I'm vacation. sorry, what are you mumbling about? What huh? What did you just huh? say? Oh, I said, thank you so much. I thought you were Appreciate saying something it. else about being cheap. What? What? No, I, what? Uh, you're Jewish. Well, well whose was more expensive? You think that your gift to me was more expensive <laughs> than my gift to you? Is that what you're implying? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking cheapskate. Yeah, I can't there. believe you're giving that. Let me tell you some movies that so, I saw this week. Yeah. Uh, some. Wait, excuse me. Some are old, some are new. We now present the Week in Review. What, didn't you just do it? No, you interrupted me by giving me a present. Which evidently was more expensive than when I got you. Oh, oh that was How, the news. That's right. That's in the that's news, yes. However, yeah. now that I did the ditty, oh, yeah. we're forgetting something. Oh. 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 Sponsor. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you know this, this
1: section was brought to you by Who?
0: avgearguy.com? Tell us about this.
1: avgearguy.com has over 30 years of experience in the business of transferring all of your Non-digital media into digital media. These are your film slides, your old photographs, all of the uh, old home movies. All of that stuff can be transferred to avgearguy.com, especially the home movies, which he uses the Terranax machine. That's too. a rare
0: machine, isn't it? There's only so many in the United States Absolutely. he uses that. We're both clients of his, and he's a terrific guy to work with. He gives a nice discount if you mm-hmm. mention Wave and like him on Facebook. He runs discounts every now and then. We can't speak highly enough about him. avgearguy.com. What would you see this week? I'm going to go first? Yeah. Wow. I've got to mention this again. Mm-hmm. And it's the last time I'll talk about it. Okay. What's my line? I, I You need to let me do this. Why would I, this be the last time? I don't mind talking about what's my line. Because it's not a movie. That's okay. Said, what, what did you see this week? Okay, here's what's going on with this thing. As you know, as you know, so I've got the the, uh, the main YouTube, but then I subscribe to the actual channel. That's opened up thousands of these. Mm-hmm. And every night, I watch two or three episodes of What's My Net Line with John Charles Daly. And the mystery guests. I can't speak highly enough. By the way, Tuesday Weld was in it. She was our surprise oh, yeah. guest. And don't forget, not just Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, but she was in that really cool film we saw a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. You remember which one that was? I can't
1: Once remember. Once Upon
0: a Time... In America, America. That's right. she had a small part in that yeah. film but listen to these mystery guests of Lee Remick Edward G. Robinson Art Carney Walter Cronkite oh wow Walter fucking Conkite young he, he was well yeah this was like in the early 60s so he was well we're talking Walter Cronkite here and not just that but even on the panel they have they have fill-ins and Otto Preminger Otto Preminger wow. was on the show not as the mystery guest but he had to guess, and he was saying, well, is it, is it bigger than a bread box? <laughs> so there he was. I figured, this is Otto Preminger. It is so much fun to watch the show. No, wait a minute. Yes. When they
1: – they don't repeat any of the celebrity guests, right?
0: They do a few times. Jack Lemmon's been on twice. The,
1: because the reason why I say that is, like, I, I could totally imagine what do you do if you book somebody and then the last minute they
0: drop out? Mm, Who do fucked, you get? Yeah, they'd be really messed up. Yeah. It's interesting because it's relatively easy to guess the mystery guest because these people are in New York where they made the show, where mm. they taped it, either to promote a movie or they happened to be on Broadway at that time. So or they live there. Or they live there. Yeah. So Bennett Serf had the reputation, I was reading this in his book, about how his wife would always comment too, that he'd make a list and he kept it in his pocket about the A-list celebrities who happened to be in New York this week to promote a film mm. or because they're on Broadway. And that's why he did so well on the show. So there've been some repeats, including Jack Lemmon. They got him right away. They got him on like the second, are you Jack Lemmon? And so... It was just a blast watching this. That's so funny. I also want to say that in addition to watching all these A-list celebs playing this silly parlor game, it's the commercials. They've got the commercials in there, and I maybe it's because I'm a bit older than you. Okay, so they don't the
1: they commercial didn't, breaks. they it's integ- it's not integrated, right? It's not like the people that are on what's my line say the commercials. That
0: you're correct. It is not integrated, but the, it, but on YouTube, often the commercials are in where they. Wow. So the big product at that time was called Stop It. Stop it. And it was an antiperspirant. Oh, stop it. No, <laughs> for underarm perspiration. And the buzzword, this is going to sound really cheesy, but was, psst, psst, there goes perspiration. That's God awful. But that was like what we used to say to each other in junior high. If you're, oh, stop you go, it. Psst, psst. There goes perspiration. So I'm watching these old commercials, and I'm loving What's My Line. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. If some psst. girl walked by, you would do that? You would go, psst, psst. there goes perspiration? Well, I And don't she think... wouldn't
0: turn around and go, <laughs>
1: stop it. <laughs>
0: I love the show. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, can't get enough of it. All right. I
1: can't believe they missed the opportunity to say, stop
0: it, goes in your armpit. This is 1961. They wouldn't talk that way. You couldn't say armpit? Even today, it's a little bit dicey. Armpits. There goes perspiration because he'd spritz it. He'd spray it. Hey, have you ever heard of a movie called Mope? N O P E. First of all, do you know that word? I Googled the word. Nope mope. or mope. Mope <laughs> with an M. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Is an,
1: yeah. You like, a, like an idiot?
0: Yes. Yeah. In the porn world. You a, mope. <laughs> thank you. In the po- porn world, a mope also is someone who's like in the film, but not. Of importance, right. not of importance. There's I mean, a... what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would have no idea.
0: <laughs> there is a movie called Mope, and it was actually a true story about two friends who get involved in the porn now industry a with a grisly ending. We
1: can't talk about this without bringing up what a certain something. I am in the presence of a mope. Are you
0: suggesting, what
1: are you getting at? I'm suggesting that there are people in this studio who may or may not have been in a porno movie. So, folks, until next
0: week, (laughs) keep watching movies that will help you sort them
1: out. But they did not do the fucking.
0: I was involved in more than one porn film, and I made the choice while filming to not participate in the sex, but I'm in the film throughout.
1: With a raging hard-on. Well, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and I had my moment of truth. It was a parody of that HBO series, Taxi Cab Confidence. Confessions. Yeah, Confessions. Yeah. And I was the cab driver. I drove a cab. They had a couple cameras going, and I ad-libbed the whole thing. And uh, and I had my moment of truth, where one of the um, stars uh, was undoing my belt buckle. And I knew this was the moment. And the, the producer said to me, are you going to run for public office ever? And I said, no. He said, "Then." However, you're comfortable, but there's really no reason why not. I
1: love that that was his sales
0: pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's my uh, claim to fame. I'm I'm quite proud of my uh,
1: appearance on. That's this your screen. claim to fame is that you're a mope. I was a mope, a, 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 a what's the movie about?
0: It's a true story. Two friends get in the porn industry with a very grisly ending with a lot of blood and death, and they kill each other and they mm. die with knives and stuff. So I saw the movie. Psst! There goes perspiration. I love to say that. Okay, real fast. Have you ever heard of a movie called The Cooler? Does that mean- Yes, I saw the premiere. You did? I did.
1: Did Well, I saw the Australian premiere. Uh, This is the one where he is- It's the casino one, right? Yes. Yes. And- um,
0: William H. Mason. Yes. I saw
1: this in Australia, and uh, I, I, I saw it in a theater- and
0: you're the only one of the no no
1: no 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 this was like the premiere in australia and i i think i I think it was this movie right afterward I immediately went there was a casino right next door and I went next door and gambled um and started playing uh craps right that's afterwards. funny that's yeah.
0: funny, you know what a cooler is mm-hmm. you know it's it's an employee of the it's casino. Where you
1: put beer and like no no, no. maybe if oh, it's
0: made of styrofoam you put ice in there yeah. and it's a cooler. Yeah, it's but cooler. also the other definition is that um, in a casino it's actually this is weird. It's an employee who has bad luck, mm-hmm. and they actually have these people walk around in hopes that the bad luck will run off on other players. I it's, don't think that's isn't that, actually is that happens, weird. But, yeah. That's just weird. But it was William H It's good story. Alec Baldwin was in it. It was a strange film. You know what I saw? Finally roman holiday oh did you ever see it never saw it see it is it good you know it's charming 1953 um, audrey hepburn audrey hepburn in fact you know what she got the oscar oh did she she got the oscar for that i this is william wyler by the she way she didn't
1: deserve she didn't get awarded
0: she just took the oscar she right? grabbed it when yeah. nobody was looking she put it in her purse that and makes she sense. Yeah. went to an animal preserve and let them uh, go for it because she was involved with animals yeah and that's yeah, why yeah. She, that, okay she's an animal fucker I well, guess. yeah yeah uh william wyler he directed Ben Hur. Mm. So, anyway, he did Roman Holiday, and of course Gregory Peck. Who's
1: William? Oh, you mean Billy? Billy, Billy Wilder. Yeah. No, okay.
0: no. William Wilder is different from Billy Wilder. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, I love it when I can teach you something. Oh, William apart- Wilder. Yes, so I call w- him W-Y-L-E-R. Billy. W. Y. L. E. R. Wilder, mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Wilder with the apartment and so on. Yes. So, at any rate. Uh, Dalton Trumbo wrote the screenplay. Did not get a Can we credit. Can just?
1: Well, what? That's a fucking confusing. It is. Toss up. Isn't oh, it? I stay up
0: till three in the morning thinking about things like this. <laughs> three in the this is really confusing shit.
1: William Wyler. Their names are and too silly. They should know better. Shame on them. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Dalton Trumbo. His name was not on the opening credits when it was in. There, but then with the DVD release, of course, they put it back on. For Roman Holiday. Yes, for okay. Roman Holiday. Isn't that interesting? And the premise has been done before. Most uh, what comes to mind is is a uh, Notting Hill. There's Richard Curtis again. Mm-hmm. We spoke about him recently, and uh, we spoke about Richard w- with his other movies, including, um, including what? Oh, I know, Love Actually. At any rate, so it was the same basic premise where Julia Roberts was an actress, and she wanted to be an, every, an average person. It was really sweet and Ju- charming. You said
1: Julia Roberts, but I think you meant... Uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts? Yeah. Wait, it, what are, what are yeah. we talking about?
0: I'm talking about Notting Hill. He okay. said Love Actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did not track s- okay. everything. You were Richard going six Richard Curtis did both of those movies, yeah. Love Actually. Okay, and he also wrote Notting Hill, and that was the one with Julie, actress who is an A-list actress, and she wanted to be like a regular person and has an affair with an average Joe.
1: If anyone understood <laughs> what I no, said, you tracked
0: that. All right, real I fast. I think I can piece it together. Okay, I'm almost done. Have you ever heard of a movie called The Trigger Effect? No. The Trigger Effect, 1996. And the premise has been done before, including a Twilight Zone episode. And it was about how we become dependent on technology and if technology collapses oh, like a it power. It like Twilight
1: fel- Zone at all. What? It sounds like every uh, Twilight uh, you're Zone. You're right, about. including
0: yeah. the mo- monsters are do on Maple Street, mm-hmm. which is very similar to that. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. But here's what I want to tell you. Not necessarily a great film, but the screenwriter has done so much. And it's a name I think you're familiar with. David K-O-E-P-P. David Kipp, and this guy might be a familiar name for you. He wrote, uh, or was involved with, one of the writers for the franchises of Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible, Spider-Man, War of the Worlds remake. I've heard of any isn't of these. That, <laughs> isn't what, what, that something? What is yeah. Isn't that something? And the last film I'm going to mention is The Prom. Yeah. Since we touched on it again, and that was with Meryl, who we'll yeah. speak about in a moment, and uh, with James Gordon. And it was a Broadway play. I don't know if it won a Tony. And it's razzle-dazzle, over-the-top, and it's fun to see Meryl camp it up with over-the-top acting.
1: Well uh, did she do that with the ABBA thing, too?
0: Oh, yeah. Remember that one? ABBA. I love that movie. No, what's that called? It was called... Uh, Where they go to the island? Dancing Queen in Greece. Yeah, Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia. That's what I saw. I'm done. What did you see? First of all, I saw Happy Gilmore. Oh.
1: Uh Joanna and I watched it. We just needed something easy breezy, some candy cane kind of background movie. How was it? It's good, man. I'm telling you, there's a few movies that um I-, I don't know if it was all nostalgia, but there's some really good lines that are in that movie and it moves along at a pretty good pace. You know, it's kind of like, "All right, let's just get into this. You know what you're getting involved in. Let's just get into it quickly." Ben Stiller is so fucking good. He's—I don't know if you remember—but he plays the orderly of the um, the nursing home for Happy Gilmore's grandma gets mm. sent to a nursing home, mm-hmm. and Ben Stiller is like the abusive, like to everybody's face. He's like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll take care of everyone." And then as soon as they all leave, he's like, he turns it into a sweatshop, <laughs> and he's like, "You you keep knitting and being like a dick to everybody there." Um, really good movie. Uh, also, so John Q. It's a. a, a Denzel Washington movie where his son uh, has to have uh, heart transplant surgery, and he can't afford it, and so he takes all these people hostage in the hospital. It's okay.
0: It's a serviceable
1: mm-hmm.
0: Denzel movie. Saw Jojo Rabbit. Did you? I did. I, I At that time, I made a concerted effort to not see it. Oh, really? Yeah, because of I thought, ugh, but I'm hearing only good things about it. What, what made you ugh about it? doesn't like it's a satire of hitler right nazi germany it's a satire
1: about a kid who's obsessed with hitler right and hitler's like his imaginary friend um and of course there's like an awakening you you know this from the beginning he's like a hardcore nazi and you know follows all the rules and then you know by the end he's going to be sympathetic to you know the he's going to realize the errors of his ways because how could it not you're not going to have some kid some 10-year-old kid by the end of the movie who's still just as much of a die-hard I want to Nazi. say,
0: if this was truly an anti way film... Well, I never said it, it was have, anti-wave. I know, but it would have that Robert-like ending. <laughs> yes, I've learned a lot, <laughs> but I still hate Jews. Uh,
1: no, so it's... It, it, it's a good movie, and there's a couple of really, really good parts in the movie. Uh, the guy who plays Hitler is also the director, and he's really good uh, as Hitler. It does bother me a little bit, Um it's kind of weird because we've talked so much about this idea of idolizing people mm-hmm. who have done these horrible things, right? And
0: serial and, killers, we yeah, talked about. Yeah,
1: and I think like th- there's a problem with that. There's a real issue. I, I don't know. Just Hitler, kind of. Is that is there an exception with Hitler? And I don't know if I've totally thought through how I feel about that, but it does kind of bother me. You know, there is a, a no. little like. I don't. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Robert, hmm.
0: Robert, there's what? a kind, sensitive side to you.
1: I, I, yes, I mean it's fucking. I don't like making light of people's <coughs> horrific experiences. I mean, we watched Earlier this year. We watched Come and See,
0: and that movie. That, that movie, by the way, is in me. Yes. Yeah. You that can't, you can't is, unwatch it. Look at my reaction. When you just said the title. Right. I mean, it's just right. Visceral and
1: arguably one of the most important films of all time. Agreed. Because it's trying to show you the yeah. horrors of war. Right, right. And to compare Jojo Rabbit with this kid who is running around with a f- pretend Hitler, it almost trivializes it. And it's like, I, I don't dig on that. But I get what they're going for. It's just a different taste. Well, right? l-
0: let me interrupt you. Would, would you put Mel Brooks' The Producers' Springtime for Hitler... In that same category. And I'm not
1: even saying that Jojo Rabbit shouldn't do what it's doing. Right? I I don't know. I mean, I think there has to be some gallows humor here. There has to be room for that. And I I definitely would not put Life is Beautiful in that category because I think there's almost a magical quality to that Mm -hmm. where he is trying to make the best out of the worst situation. And it's life is beautiful is totally different i don't put that because he's not making fun of hitler he's playing this extreme game of pretend for his son for the benefit of right right um producers yeah i don't i think the producers somehow gets away with a little bit more because it's almost like they know what they're doing is bad you know like they know what they're doing is wrong and the characters get that but
0: and you know the fact it was written directed by mel brooks i think also gives it more of a pass yeah it does maybe it does I, I'm
1: not saying I don't uh, that these are bad movies. I just there's just a little thing in there that it. If we're not at least aware of what we're doing, like do you get that people are gonna find this offensive? Hmm. Um, and why they're finding it offensive? I think we've lost. We've forgotten what happened, and we're making we're making Hitler into a caricature. It wasn't a caricature. He's a human being that led people to. Do some really horrific things and if we don't forget that if we don't i'm sorry if we don't remember that if we do forget that then we've we've kind of lost the whole plot and we leave ourselves vulnerable to that happening again and that's a problem for me
0: i think hitler was just misunderstood but anyway i'm sure yes
1: he was misunderstood but he also was a <laughs> an awful awful person who had awful ideas but so was the rest of germany germany was angry they were misunderstood and they had misplaced anger and it's not one person. Hitler didn't single-handedly go kill these people, right? I mean, it's a whole political movement. Anyway, I watched that movie. The movie I want to talk about with you is a movie that I worked on.
0: Do I know about this movie? I don't know. If Have I know. ever heard about this movie? Oh. I heard of it. Okay. Maybe. And you worked on it. I worked on it. From
1: 2004, starring Ice Cube.
0: No, no. A movie called
1: Torque. Is a motorcycle movie. Yeah, 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 sure. I watched it last night.
0: (laughs) Wow, what what did you do? What was your I was a production
1: assistant. This is back when I was first starting out. Um, And, (laughs) oh my gosh. This movie is so awful. It's so bad. Uh, The director was Joseph Kahn. So Joseph Kahn was a big uh, music video director. And I worked for the company that hired Joseph Kahn and... um, and then the producer, Joseph Kahn's producer at the time, became a friend of mine. He and I got along really, really well. And he would make me a must-hire for all of Joseph Kahn's wow. videos. So, you know, I was starting out. I needed, you know, some some scratch. And he was like, we'll hire you for all of our jobs. And Joseph Kahn is a dick. He was, he was really not nice to people. Um, definitely... You would call him a star fucker, you know, like this, like the the big shots. It was, oh hi, just so outgoing, and then whenever he get around, the other people it was just not pleasant. Uh, we got into a, a, an not altercation, like a physical altercation, but like a verbal thing where he from one day wanted all of the PAs on set to wear red shirts. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to, I'm not a waiter. I'm not going to wear your uniform. Like, this, that's not what this is.
0: Why would he want, what was there? I don't know. I guess,
1: like, to find the PA so they could, like, go do stuff. And it was like, you're treating people like shit. You know who the PAs are. And if you need one, you just say something to somebody. Somebody will get you what you need to get you. You need a diet Coke. Someone will bring you a diet fucking Coke. Or you can walk over to the cooler and get it yourself. But it was a lot of that kind of thing. He was very big on, like,
0: him. That's very militaristic. It's like stripping your identity also. Yes.
1: yes. And I, I would not do it. I refuse right, to do it. We got right. to kind of like a, you have to put this on. I'm like, you can fire me. I'm not putting that on. You know how I get Oh, yeah. I mean, the mask thing. I'm yeah, not, we know. You're not going to push me to do that. Sorry. Yeah. But like a the consequence, consequences be damned. But I'm not going to subjugate myself. I'm not going to walk away from that situation feeling like that. So anyway, um, he. this is his first movie and it shows. I, the whole time, all I kept thinking about was Soderbergh, you know, I, I've t- we've talked about this before. Soderbergh did a um, kind of a, a tutorial on staging, on um, on trying to show an example of a movie where you know where you are all the time. And it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. So he took Raiders of the Lost Ark. He took out all the color, made it into a black and white film, took out all the sound. Right. So you're not listening to the movie. You're just watching the shots. And it, by the way, it looks gorgeous as a black and white movie. Like the, Raiders of the Lost Ark could arguably have been a really great mm-hmm. black and white movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you're supposed to do is just look at where you are in the movie and understand the placement of things. And Man Oh Man did joseph khan need to learn that lesson for torque because there's so many shots that you're like i don't even fucking know where i am there's a big chase scene where all these bike bikers are chasing through this uh field of palm trees and you don't know who is what and they're it's a big fat fucking mess there's so many problems in this movie there's a scene this kills me okay so they have to there's a big i mean there's so many problems i can't even begin one of the plot points is that they're trying to get back to LA to get these drugs that the main character has hidden in these other motorcycles. So they got to go get the motorcycles, and they're in Palm Springs, right? So they're you know Palm Springs is how far away from Los Angeles?
0: Less uh, uh, two two hours and eighteen minutes. Two hours. All
1: right. right yeah, right. you you would definitely say under three hours, oh, right? Definitely for sure. Yeah. Uh, if if it was longer than three hours, you're driving slow right. or there's you know some traffic or something. So they're out in Palm Springs, and they call from some friends and they find out that, and I'm I'm not making this up. This is literally a line in the movie. Every road into Los Angeles has been blocked. From Palm Springs. Every road. So they can't get into Los Angeles by any road from Palm Springs. Can't go around it. Whatever that means. Like
0: Los Angeles is fucking huge. How do you block every road? Right. What what does that even mean? Yeah. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is the 10 freeway or even the 60. Sure. But even if those were, there's another way you can go around. That's your point. Well, and it's all
1: this big manhunt because they're looking for our main character. Our main character, the police think has murdered somebody. And they think he might have these drugs, which turns out to be a little bit of crystal meth. So we're going to shut down. All of Los Angeles looking for a guy who wow. murdered a, a, a street thug.
0: Wow. Wow. All
1: right, so what that's about a commerce? Problem. What about the truck? No, they no, 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 no. What that's, about He produce. murdered a, a motorcycle, like street thug guy. So, so that's the first problem. So they're all the way out in Palm Springs and they go, okay, well, we'll hide out in this truck, right? So they find this semi truck and they kind of sneak in and they get their motorcycles in and everything. And sure enough, the truck gets stopped on the 10 freeway and the cops are like going around. They're going to open up the truck, but the last minute they decide not to. And they kind of wave the truck through. Right. So it's kind of this, Oh, we think there's tension. And then it goes away during that scene. It's nighttime. It's pouring down rain. The cops are wearing all their wet gear and everything. And they pass through. And when they finally pass through the, the checkpoint, they even pass a sign that says now entering Los Angeles County. And you're like, okay. So they made it into LA. And then they cut away to another scene. When they cut back to the truck, it's now the middle of the afternoon in Los Angeles, bone dry. And I'm going, what, what happened through the passage of time? Like, they're trying to get back to L.A. as fast as possible. Like, we got to get these motorcycles. we got to do it fast. we got to get there. And now it's, like, how long did it fucking take to drive from the edge of L.A. County into East L.A.? It, it it makes no fucking sense. The passage of... It, uh, the whole thing is fakakta.
0: <laughs> now, I've got a good question for you. Yeah. Are you getting any personal glee or satisfaction from the fact that it's a uh, shit That's a f- great
1: question. Yeah.
0: Um, because probably. Because of your experience with the director. Yes. So, because, I think it, fuck come that up, dude. it come up and feels good. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Good. And
1: I think it was, it, it was this... Uh, it was post... Uh, Fast and Furious, and I think they were trying to make Fast and Furious the motorcycle movie. Um, it was all in, it was in love with itself, and there's a reason why it's like one of the worst movies on IMDb. I mean, it's a really, really awful movie.
0: Now we want to see it, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's horrible CG, and it's just like, it's just bad. It's bad. You don't care about the characters, you're like, oh, fucking, I don't, who fucking cares? Um, so anyway, yeah, I worked on that. Is
0: your name in the closing credits? No. They what? fucked me there too. It was supposed to be, right? Yeah, it was
1: supposed to be. And in the closing credits, my my friend Gavin got in the closing credits. Um, but they said that I didn't work enough days to put me in the closing credits. And it was, it, first of all, I did work enough days. They were supposed to, I even signed the form saying, here's how, how I want my name to be in the credits. And they just didn't do it. Wow. Because yeah. you wouldn't wear the red shirt. That that was a different shoot, but yeah, something like that maybe. Ugh.
0: You know what you're getting next Christmas? <laughs> is it out on Blu-ray? I'm sure it is. <laughs> Please don't. It won't get watched.
1: <laughs> you will get the 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 outer case, yeah, and then the yeah. inside case you'll put like a yeah. special edition Road Warrior, and I'll never That's know because really I'll That's never open funny. it up. That's right. yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Anyway, if you want to see a lesson
1: of what not to do in a movie, watch Torque. It's now on uh, HBO Max. You can check that out. Okay. Ira. Yes, sir. You want to talk about Let Them All Talk? And Robert, talk us through it. You want Let Me All Talk? You talk. Let Them All Talk centers on uh, three women and a nephew. So this is Meryl Streep's character and uh, and her two college best friends. Let me get their names real quick here. So uh, it's Alice Hughes. She's a famous writer who's written a, uh, a a lot of important works. I think she won the Pulitzer, if I remember correctly, something about that. Like, mm-hmm. she's won a lot of awards. Candace Bergen as Roberta and Diane Weist as Susan. And then they uh, they bring also Meryl Streep's nephew Tyler Hughes, played by Lucas Hedges. And um, and then Gemma Chan is Karen. Karen sneaks onto a this cruise that all of them are going on. So. The premise is that um Meryl Streep's character is getting a prestigious award in Europe in England I I presume I don't know if they specifically said where but she has to cross the Atlantic but she can't she doesn't want to fly so they put her on this cruise ship she brings some college friends and her nephew and all the while her agent is really hoping that she's going to write a sequel to her most popular novel but it kind of looks like she doesn't want to do that she's uh, writes in you know uh, in in secret doesn't tell anybody what she's writing and so we learn that a lot of the college friends have some resentment and uh Meryl Streep uh has some resentment of her own and uh, a little bit of comedy of errors starts mm-hmm. to play out this is a dramedy I would say
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fair assumption
0: agreed well, who directed it
1: a little man by the name of Steven Soderbergh who shot it a little man by the name of Steven Soderbergh, and who edited? A little man by the name of <laughs> Steven Soderbergh. So, uh, as per, per usual, Steven Soderbergh uh, wrote, directed. Uh, no, he didn't write this. He directed and uh, and shot and edited. Right. Usually, uh, credits his his father's name, Peter Andrews, and then his mother's name, Marianne. Uh, what's his Marianne? Can't remember her last name. Bro, starts with a B, mm. but she uh, uses them as like the the pseudonym for himself. What do you think? I like this movie. I thought this movie was good. It does have some problems and um but I enjoyed it. This if you are interested in strong performances. Yes. This is a great movie to watch. This is a masterclass in acting. Acting. Uh this is really really strong performances. Meryl she just does no fucking wrong, man. I I mean I can't remember the last time I've ever seen her in a movie where she's not a hundred percent believable in what she's doing. And while I don't care for her personal politics and and you know her off screen persona, what she does on screen is fucking awesome. She's great. Agreed.
0: I, I told you earlier this morning too. I was watching. Um, what was I watching? Oh, the premiere of, of England. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of it? Iron Iron Lady. Lady. Yeah. Iron Lady. Yeah. Are you a fan of that film? Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, remember. she's great. She was incredible in that movie. And again, yeah, earlier when we mentioned even the prom, and the main reason the it was it was glitzy and over the top, but it was fun to watch Meryl. Mm-hmm. It was just fun to watch her ham it up. Um, yeah, it's a tour de force of acting for those three. And also, you're commenting on as far as the acting. Let's talk about this. Candice Bergen, she's. Do you remember? Do you know her father? Are you yeah, old wait, enough wait, to know that?
1: Or uh, 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 the the ventriloquist ventriloquist I was yeah. trying to say puppeteer yeah I guess it same is thing. But same thing yeah yeah
0: yeah um Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy. And yeah. so their father was really well known in the in the forties and fifties. And, and I think you were commenting too that uh Diane Weiss, this is like the best thing you, she's you've seen. Uh, Diane her Weiss in.
1: usually gets on my nerves uh, and I mean there obviously you, you mentioned
0: I rattled off a few films early in her career. Right. Like Hannah's Sister's uh The Lost Boys. Lost Boys, she was Edward great, Scissorhands. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands. So, so she hands, was solid. Okay. I think she was good.
1: She's great in this because she's not tr- she's not trying to steal any scenes. Yeah. Yeah. She's she is holding her own against, I mean, Candace and Meryl are everybody just nails their role. And they're not trying to outdo each other, they're trying to be the character. And that's important because a lot of times actors wind up trying to kind of upstage one another. Right. This was great. This was really, really well acted.
0: I mean, there was that one scene. I've, Robert and I watched it together earlier before we recorded obviously before we recorded. and there was one scene where i commented that it was a little bit cliche uh coaching a guy in how to deal with rejection from a woman mm. and and to go for it and you have to take risks and i said to you that that is a cliche even the dialogue but meryl brought it to another level <laughs> brought that scene to another level and just watching her 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 face and there was one moment where she was walking uh in the 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 boat ship's library was that it and just the way she strolled in as this um writer she's hunting for what
1: books are on board and seeing if her books are there and they are and then there's another writer who's on board and his books are there and he has a lot more books than she does and there's a lot of revealing of the character and just that revelation is important and just seeing her try to discover where are the books located that's that's a total Merrill thing to do that's where she, walks. she doesn't just she doesn't just walk with purpose like oh I know where the books are she explores it like where would they right, be? Right. Uh, I think it's in this aisle she's got looking up and down trying to find it
0: she's a treasure
1: yeah yeah she is she nails this now let me tell you some of the problems with this movie um it's shot beautifully I think some of the cinematography was gorgeous and yet it's still yeah. um like In the more intimate moments it wasn't flashy Mm -hmm. it wasn't uh it wasn't taking away from the important um dialogue that needed to happen the problem that i i do have with Soderbergh's movies is sometimes they can be clinical and it there is a um in some of his movies aaron brockovich is a great example of this In aaron brockovich we know aaron so well there's such there's like a a warmth to understanding her character and all the other characters involved. We just, we get them and we're in their lives immediately. And then in other movies, there's a detachment, there's a removal and it's like, we're watching snippets from what's happening, but we don't know them Hmm. exactly. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. I don't feel like I, um, I feel like I'm being shown certain parts of their lives, but I don't, know these characters the way that I would with Aaron Brockovich or something along those lines so Soderbergh's capable of showing that warmth and not I mean I think same with like Oceans 11 Oceans 11 is so I I, the only term I keep using is warm where you know all of the characters and it's just it's fun and friendly and easy to get into um even um I felt like a uh, uh, and videotape. There's a detachment between each character. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. understand what I mean? I know what you
0: mean. Yes. And
1: I feel like here, even though I knew the characters, I liked the characters, great acting. Um, there, it's not uh, totally. How do I always put this? The warmth with the characters was really, I think, with the nephew and the um, the agent right. and their relationship. Right. right. And there was a, a coldness to it's, a lot of you know, the other re- characters. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Of course I do. It was artificial. A little bit synthetic. A little bit... Not synthetic or... Art. It's removed. It wasn't as organic to... The the dynamic between the nephew and the literary agent was more... more we knew them better. Yeah. We knew them better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like... Um, it is that. It's that we knew them better. How do you describe this? It's like... It's not the chemistry because there was chemistry between mm-hmm. M- Meryl and the other, um, uh, with Diane, Diane and uh, and and Candice, but it's like there's there's just a dis- it's like detached. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. Right, it's a distance. And some movies have that, some movies don't. And I think Soderbergh's movies a lot of times have that detachment. Mm. There's not a real deep connection between some of them. Sometimes there is, but a lot of times there's not.
0: so is that a conscious choice is that a goal? I don't of his? think
1: so. I don't think that is a conscious choice that he does. I think it's an effect that comes off mm-hmm. and it's a problem that I think um he would be wise to address mm-hmm. uh maybe it's music choices that that aren't there uh, and a lot of times he doesn't use music except yeah. for montage and and he I think sometimes music can make it feel a little bit more warm. And we can kind of place it in mm-hmm. some of those feelings, um, but that was my—that's my problem with some of Soderbergh's movies. Not
0: all of them, but a lot of them. What do you think? I liked it much more than High Flying Bird. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it quite as much as The Laundromat. Mm. I'm putting it in the middle. In the middle. The Laundromat had some
1: great moments. Everywhere.
0: Yes. I connected more with it. There was more laughter. Some what I read one review about this film. It was like they said the exchange was like a Woody Allen movie without the humor.
1: (laughs) I think there's. I I get that. uh, I I understand that. Yeah. I mean, was, there were some funny parts. There in were this. some funny
0: parts in it. It was quite talky. Yeah. And I felt like it was um, one of your favorite movies. I'm being sarcastic. My dinner with Andre at Sea. Hmm. That's how I I got can see it. that. This is my dinner with Andre at Sea. And um, I did get a little bit restless two thirds through. Did yeah. you? Did you? A little I can bit? see that. I, I yeah. But I I liked it again more than some of the others I would mentioned. Um, I wasn't swept away by it, but I'm really glad I saw it. And it's a tour de force of acting
1: and I think that's it. I think I, I think it's a good movie. It's a great example of strong acting. I think he, it's what I've said before. The reason why I like Soderbergh is that he's experimenting. I mean, he is a filmmaker who he really could just settle in and just say, "I'm going to make these kind of movies. I'm going to make Oceans Eleven right. over and over and over right. and over again." Right, and the that's truth. it. He could have a career for himself, yeah. but he, instead he's going, "No, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to." I'm going to play around here. Here's my new experiment. Here's how I'm going to approach this. And I think every time he's making a new movie, it's a different experiment. It's like, well, let's see what works here. You know, uh, Logan Lucky basically was Ocean's Eleven, but the experiment was the release and the advertisement. Like, okay, let's experiment with how basically Ocean's Eleven would get distributed. How do we release this movie and, and, and get attention to it? And I think that's interesting that he's trying some of those, those things. And he's thinking about all aspects of filmmaking. So, I, here, it's how can we shoot this without a script? Uh, you know, we've got some of the, the best actresses of their generation all on this active cruise ship. Let's shoot with a stripped down crew and let's just. Candace was very funny.
0: Oh, yeah, she was great. She was funny, her timing. She there was that one moment where was, she paused. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah. Looking at the guy and, on the internet, right? Yeah. And we found... A, she meets a shoes, sale.
1: shoestring salesman. Yes, yes, And is like, well, he might be loaded, <laughs> so let's look him up on the internet and find out what's his history. And then she finds out that he's had some sort of history she says oh but he was acquitted that means something but the
0: pause before she said at least he (laughs) was acquitted yeah it was the way she just milked that last line that was just wonderful it was just wonderful totally believable as a
1: dallas uh texas woman you know absolutely i can see that wanting to find money a guy with money yeah 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 and uh i mean i think they just i think it's also this is the kind of film that when people are saying there's not roles for women of this age Mm. well yeah there are they're here the problem is most people just don't care about those movies and you know I I get that this is not a movie for everybody I don't think it's that challenging but it's just I think most people would find it kind of like okay let's where are the guns where's the explosions IMDB
0: is very low a lot of threes a lot of threes out of ten yeah twos and threes I know I think the cruise was a metaphor, oh, you think? well, <laughs> it's a metaphor. in fact, they even have a discussion about well, it's not really a cruise, it was just to get from point A to point B, right. and she said a cruise meanders. That was the word she used, right, and I think, hmm, like somehow some people meander through life, yeah. maybe see, I got that, yeah, um yeah, you liked it, I think, a bit more than I did, but i I did appreciate it if for the acting alone, yeah.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. This is not a perfect movie. Um, I think I might have liked The Laundromat a little bit more. Mm-hmm. There were some really cool parts of Laundromat. And I don't know that I would say that about this movie. I, I don't know if I would say this was really cool. Um, but it it wasn't bad. I mm-hmm. mean, this is a good movie. And I mean, this is, a, this is a stand-up double. You know, like you're hitting a pretty good hit. Not a home run. But you're getting a second base. No problem. You're not sliding in either. You, you, you're getting there.
0: Your boy is producing the Oscars. Mm. The show, the Oscars, yeah. the broadcast. Yeah, you know, yeah, money shots. Um, yeah.
1: There's a few things here I want to talk about. One of the coolest moments of the movie was when the cruise begins. They they set sail and they they steam underneath mm-hmm. a bridge. <laughs> That's yeah. and it was really it's a bridge in New York and I'm um, not sure what bridge that was uh, might have been the GW bridge I'm not sure but they they go on might have been Brooklyn Bridge but as it's passing overhead there's some really cool stuff where you are they're kind of reaching up and really experiencing the beauty of that moment of like actually, wow actually she was reaching up yeah
0: you're right yeah
1: and I could almost tell that's Meryl that's yeah. not the yeah. character yeah. like it was really like wow how cool like i think she kind of lost it for a minute i don't think she was in character i could see like this is a really cool experience yeah just because it looked cool you yeah. know it was like wow that's really neat um so i think that was that's going to stick out with me um i also think there was a moment at the end um all right, so I'll, I'll reveal the end
0: here comes big spoiler
1: merrill dies which
0: is really surprising
1: to it both is. of us. Yes. Uh, and I and there's a there's a great scene between her and Candace right before she dies, which is like, whoa. That's my money shot. Yeah. yeah. That was some great acting in that scene. Yeah. And they both kept their characters true and just fucking I mean, knocked it out of the park. So when she dies, right before she dies, she writes some stuff down and she there are some images that flash. There's a beehive. There's a, looks to be like a green velvet, um, cushion, like a couch cushion or something with a red thread on it. And she writes some of these things, man's wedding ring. And it's kind of cutting back to her thinking about them. And, and I guess she's thinking about them, but these images, and you even leaned over to me like, what's the bees? Like what, what is all yeah. that? Yeah. And to me in that moment, and that will stick out with me because it, it reminds me of something that I've heard Soderbergh say before, which is you have to wrap your mind around the art, not change the art to fit your mind.
0: You've said that. You've paraphrased that quote a few times. And I think have heard you say that. It's yes. really true. And mm-hmm. this is
1: one of those moments where I mean, it's case in point, totally legitimate question. What's with the bees? Yeah. And I don't have an answer for yeah. you. I have an interpretation for you that's the beauty of the film yeah. and that's what a filmmaker should be doing is saying what do you do with this i mean here's what i think of it here's what you think of it now let's talk about it let's get on a podcast discuss the movie this is a movie that's worth discussing mm-hmm. and and i think those those scenes and those shots are worth discussing and i think we need to keep that in mind as we start you know it's that's one of the problems with what you know scorsese is saying when he's saying these comic book movies are not cinema they're not film I think it's what he's saying is there's no real discussion about this. But we could talk about Taxi Driver all day long, the motivations behind it. Raging Bull, same thing. We, Goodfellas, there's motivation behind why did they do that and what did this mean? What was the symbolism of that? But with a lot of these other comic book movies, um, it's the same with like you know Ready Player One. We talked about that before. It's just like one big um, meme. It's like a reference to reference to reference and the intertextuality winds up becoming the the forefront right, of what's right, happening, right. instead of, well, what's the meaning behind it? And what you're saying too, I think there's meaning to the cruise itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not a cruise; it's a, it's a. What they the There was a word I was trying to
0: think of the word voyage, crossing. That's, That's a, it. Crossing. That's it. Right. It's a crossing, right? Not a cruise. A so, cruise meanders. Yeah, I think there's a a yeah. lot there yes. to unpack. Yes,
1: and man, I wish we had more films like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think also it's important to remember, and I'm going a long way to to get into these money shots, but one last thing I want to say about it. This movie could not have cost that much. I mean, the biggest cost has to have been the salaries, right? The The people, yeah. So why are we making movies like that? Hmm. I mean, even if... if, I I think, let me get back to something that happened. A long time ago, I had a film professor who said, um, if you were in charge of a studio... And you had $50 million to make a movie, and you're the head of a studio. Well, what would you do with that $50 million? How would you make sure that you got your money back and then some? Like your job is to make movies that people will go see. And inevitably, everyone thought about it for a minute, and they said, well, I'd probably go find a comic book, go find a TV show. go," And basically, they're doing exactly what studio heads are doing, which is – finding something that already has an audience and building a movie around no, it because I'd make people can see. 50 small movies. That's what I said. As I said, go give a million dollars each to some smaller filmmakers and go make a movie. See what you can do. Most of them will fail. Some of them will make money right. and out of 50 shots, you're going to have a couple really really good ones in there right. that you can promote and go cool. Now we have a whole stable of films and some of them won't be very strong. They'll be like you wasted the million dollars and and maybe even the majority of them maybe 25 30 of them are bad but you'll get five or six that are really good yeah yeah and i think that's what soderbergh's trying to do maybe this one isn't his best but for the price oh come on anyway those are my money shots
0: yeah you're right the only expenditure was paying the three actresses i was reading that uh well we already spoke about how the bulk of the dialogue was improvised and it didn't feel that way. No. It, it didn't. didn't feel that way, but uh, again, being on an actual cruise with their real passengers, they didn't care. Yeah. That's what I was reading. They a movie is getting made and they just went about their business on the cruise. Is that interesting? Yeah. And I believe it. I, uh, you, I totally, one hundred percent believe it. There was no the it. star kissing, or did they? Nah. They did because you know what care. they did
1: is it was kind of. I I guarantee you the way Soderbergh. I've never been on a Soderbergh set, right. so I don't know this, right. but I can tell he doesn't bust out the big lights. Right. He's not right. like, hey, go, you know, no. sending some PA over there to lock it down. Hey, right. make sure nobody's coming over. here. There's not this big to do. It's just like, let's just start filming. If somebody comes up in the middle of it, then we'll just we'll have to do another take, but we'll get it. It's a problem. Yeah, I don't and,
0: think there was like five security guards. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, isn't that interesting? Sorry, uh, you
1: can't be over here. Miss Bergen is, is, yeah, is trying yeah, to get into yeah, character. It's yeah. like, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. You know, just get into your character, do your thing, and there's going to be people walking by. And I
0: love that. It. Yes, the article said uh, some of the passengers knew a movie was getting made, and they didn't even care. Yeah. Others weren't even aware of it. Right. Isn't that crazy? With these three stars yeah. on the cruise, and most of them either weren't aware of it or didn't care. Yeah. 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 As it should be. Yeah, as it should be. As it should be. What were your money shots? I had a couple. Diane Weiss, I think I commented to, too. There was, she had a moment, and I, I get it, the sentiment and how it is a metaphor for so much more. And she's talking about Elon Musk and the, the, the mm-hmm. satellites in space. And we've reached a point where we're like the last generation. Here we are out at sea where the stars are really sharp. But from this point on, you might be looking up in the heavens. And you might be looking at artificial machines mm-hmm. instead of stars. And I don't know why. That kind of resonated to me. Yeah. I, I just like that. And I loved her, Diane, in that scene a yeah. lot. And my other money shot is the one that you alluded to a moment ago with the other two stars uh, when um, she wanted 30%. Yeah, Candace Bergen's character... We should say Meryl Streep, as an author, was, was tapping in to friendships with people she grew up with and using that, right, as a composite for some of the characters. In Diane and Diane and Candace Bergen went to Meryl Streep near the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just before she died, actually. Yeah. And said, um, I'd like 30%. And watching Candace and watching Meryl's reaction. Oh, great. That's fucking being, I was going to say acting. Yeah. That's being. There's a difference. There's a difference.
1: And the way that Candace didn't back down. From she didn't
0: that. back down. I thought she would.
1: Yeah. I thought
0: she'd wimp out and change her mind. Say, "Oh, silly me, it's not important." She didn't back down. And but watching that's Meryl, true to the
1: character. Yes, the character yeah, wouldn't back she's down. She's
0: money oriented. She wanted to find a guy who's wealthy. That's right. we she, we set that up. And watching Merrill's face, hearing that, you yeah. know, and she actually said, "I'll write you a check." Yeah. but the way she said it that's that's being
1: there's another money money shot that i didn't mention that i know is going to be one of your money shots too there's a scene where the nephew and the uh the agent who he starts to develop a crush on go to the planetarium they're sitting next to each other and her arm is kind of dangling off the handrest yeah. and We see in, I think it's all just one shot. I don't think there's any cutting in it. Camera pans. It's just camera moves down and we see he wants to, to put his hand next to hers and hold her hand. And he starts to, and then he thinks better of it and he pulls his hand back.
0: It's in one shot. You're right. It is one shot. And you see his hand slowly creep towards hers. It comes real close. But man, he pulls back.
1: And the there's so much revealed in that one action. And we, you know, you kind of said when we were watching it, I could totally relate. I can relate. Yeah.
0: I can relate. I can relate to that too. I mean, I think a lot of men could. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, we can say, well, the guy was a pussy, but I, I think he was a pussy. He he was was a pussy, but I, but it was a growing moment for him. It's yes. Yeah. Anti-wave. Yeah. This is an anti-wave. How so?
1: Well, I right, first of all, I mean, 3 of the 4 characters, main characters are women in their what are they, in the 670s? I mean, they got to be in the 70s now, right? I think so, early 70s I yes. would guess. Yeah. So I mean, that's just that's not typical Hollywood, right? How about there.
0: that? How about that?
1: Right, like yeah. that's, that's not what we do. Yeah. And then the other one is like a teenage early 20s nephew like what um what do you say like that's a total mix mash of characterizations there is a love story i suppose which makes it a little more conventional between the agent
0: Uh, it's not a love story well well it it tries to be it's like
1: unrequited love but i think that also kind of proves the point too that it it doesn't work out like they kind of give like a a hug goodbye but it's not like you could tell there's still like some something going on there uh, between the two of them. it doesn't there's no romantic moment between the two of them. He doesn't convince her to like him. Yeah, it's like now this ain't happening bitch. Yeah, I think she let him on and I think that's the I mean, it's a real problem when she wants the attention from him, but she doesn't want the commitment or the, you know, the emotional connection of of sex or anything else.
0: She wants it's, the attention. You're right. She does want the attention.
1: Yeah. She
0: that was a total also she was using him absolutely especially in the first half of the movie that changed right in multiple ways she was yes. using him yeah yes
1: and then she ap- apologizes for it as if it kind of all comes clean and he he's basically saying it's okay if there's a relationship at the end of this and she's going no there's no relationship yeah which i think does make her a bitch i think that's a really shitty thing to do to somebody you're she's leading him on whether she knows it or not. If she knows it, that makes it pretty bad. If she doesn't know it, then she's callous to his feelings. Why the fuck do you think he's hanging out with you all day and all night? Why do you think he's going to... Because, I mean, he wants to hear your sob stories about previous relationships? Fuck no, he doesn't care about that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Rich. but at the same time, he should have been more assertive. Anyway, that's anti-Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood wouldn't do that. that You're right. This is a real... You're right relationship like i put this in air quotes uh, like a cruise relationship this is something that would happen on a cruise legitimately you have you know five days where you're kind of sequestered from the it's rest more
0: realistic of realistic than love boat isn't it oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so i and i think all of uh, to me this is uh you know whoever said that about this being a woody allen movie but without the humor is dead nuts on because this is realistic yes this yes. is totally realism yeah. of what would happen yeah so, anyway. Who's the main character? Um, I would uh, say Meryl. Yes. Yeah. I, I get Well, is well, she, though? Yes. I don't, yeah. Is she? Yeah. I think that's also part of my problem with when Soderbergh does this, um, the, the coldness that I was mentioning before. I don't really know who the main character is. There's an, uh, definitely an argument that Meryl's our main character, but I think there's also an argument that her nephew is the main character. Hmm. I think there might even be an argument that Candace's character is not the main character, but maybe this starts to get arguable. I think one of the reasons why we think Meryl is the main character is that it's Meryl. It's Streep. Yeah, it's Meryl Streep. Yeah, right, right. And uh, it all kind of centers around her character. She's what brings all these people together, but she's not in it a lot of the movie. You know, there's a significant portion of the movie that she's not in.
0: Hmm. She's probably in three quarters. When you say yeah, three but quarters for a main character, right, right,
1: right. I mean, I'd say probably two thirds
0: she's in. If she's the main character, is she likable?
1: I don't know about that either. I mean, she's true. That's. I think all these characters are true. Are they likable?
0: No. I don't know. She reminded me of the character she portrayed in Devil Wears Prada. I kept thinking about that. Yeah, I could see a, that. There was a similar, that yeah. aloof, aloof attitude. Yeah. You know, so um, she's not likable. Does she get what she wants at the end? Well, no, she not dies. Really? Yeah. yeah. All these are anti-wave. I'm, yeah. I'm adding more and more examples about why this is. How could this not. How could this possibly be an end? There is a. It's uh, kind of it's, a three-act beginning, well, middle, sort and end. Sort of. Is Is there. Kinda well Yeah, I think there is
1: but it I mean I the first thing I said to you is when the movie was over, I said you could not have predicted this right, is the way the movie's right. gonna go. Yeah. That was pretty it. it does not zig or I mean it does not zig when you think it's going right, to and it right. zags instead.
0: Ooh, you're gonna go up in the nines, aren't you? Yeah, I think you so, are man. I agree. How I agree. Could, how could you not? I know, I know. Yeah. All the reasons we just listed. I mean although I, when I compare it to Soderbergh's
1: last film, The Laundromat. That movie was anti-wave. I mean, there was like a huge chunk in the middle of the movie where the we get into like the remember the black family's whole like their that's right has like nothing to do with anything else. You could have lifted it out, but it was
0: interesting. Yes. Well, let's laundromat. Let's talk about the last four minutes oh, with Meryl. Right. So that what she anti-wave. does the transformation, and we talked about this. She's Meryl at the end. She's Meryl. Right. She's not the character. Right. And she literally takes off the wig and the makeup. And all of a sudden, she's talking to us. Exactly. It's Meryl Streep. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: is this movie anti-wave? Huh. Yeah. I think it is. But I, I think The Laundromat is more so.
0: I agree. But I'm still hovering at 9.3.
1: Mm. I'd say about a 9. Anyway, check it out. Um, let them all talk. I will say, not a great title. Oh, horrible title. Yeah.
0: Horrible title. What's up with those titles? Yeah, Logan Lucky. Mm. Like I said, mm. it should be called Lucky Logan. That would make sense. Maybe, but even that's not. It makes not, more sense. It does make more but, okay, sense. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Who died this week? Uh, i got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people, they didn't turn to dust. We lost the following people in the inter- entertainment industry the last seven days. You're, I, th- I wonder if you're familiar with Anne Reinking. Does that name mean anything to you? 71 Anne year old. And Reineke, Reinecke, Reinecke. She was more of a Broadway person. She won uh, at least one Tony. She was in the plays like Chicago and Fosse. She did the movie, Annie. She was in the movie called Movie Movie. Did you ever see Movie Movie? No. I did. And what you saw was two 45-minute movies of particular genres, like it was a, a wrestling movie and a gangster movie. And Donan directed this. And it was a, a gimmick, but... It, anyway, it was called Movie Movie. She was. Wait,
1: in, what was the gimmick? Just that, that you movies? saw
0: two films, each one is forty-five minutes. There, you have your ninety-minute film, and it was very. It reflected that genre. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Movie Movie. She was in that. She was also in the film All That Jazz. She was in the movie Annie, and she was also in a movie called Mickey and Maud. I don't know, if, not to be confused with Harold and Maud, but I saw that film. So she died. <laughs> Silver Spotlight Award. We, by the way, I want to put out a call. Very few people in the entertainment industry passed away this week. We are not happy about that. Give wow. me something to talk about. <laughs> I know, I know. So in addition to Sean Connery and Gene Hackman and Betty White, I want to acknowledge Jeremy Jeremy Bullock. You know who he is, right? Uh, the 75-year-old English actor. He did okay, all the Star yeah, yeah, yeah. Wars films. And he also did other movies, including James Bond movies, The Spy Who Loved Me. He's he was Boba in... Fett. Hmm? Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett. And... Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was an odd, quirky character. Yeah. That was five, awesome. Five decades, uh, he gained recognition for his physical portrayal of Boba Fett. Star Wars franchise appeared as the character in the films Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. He also came back as a different role in The Revenge of the Sith. He was in other films, including For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, Oh, Lucky Man, and like I said, Mary, Queen of Scots, he's dead. Mm. Candle Corner. We want to acknowledge the following celebrities who had birthdays this week. Kind of like the yin and yang of life. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. So Steven Spielberg, seventy four. Seventy four.
1: Seventy
0: four. Mm. Brad Pitt, fifty seven. Okay. My boy, my boy uh. Jake. Oh. Oh yeah. Jake G. Yep. Jake G is forty years old. We wish all these people happy forty. Birthday. And doesn't it seem like he he's older? Be older. Than older. Than that? He feels like. Could that be a mistake? Nope. It's forty. I'm gonna check wow. and get back to you on that, but he says seems like he should be 47. It seems You're like look that. It doesn't it? You look it up. No, yeah. I'm looking up, okay, up right you now. You do that, and uh, while you do that, I'm gonna say and hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five.
1: Okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal was born December 19th, 1980. That would make him 40.
0: He is 40. Well, wow. but he seems like he's 47. Okay, yeah, it does. Did we hear from Vern already? Yeah. Oh, we got from... Vern in there. Good. All right. Our top five this week is what? Oscar. Why did I say Oscar? I said ocean. Ocean. <clears throat> ocean movies. Now I'm
1: pretty happy with my ocean movies. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: You come up with unique ones? Mm-hmm. Did you come up with a well, couple of unique ones? Out. There's yeah. some
1: in here that I think you'll be like, yeah, okay, that might be expected. Don't know if we're going to overlap. Maybe one or two.
0: I think we will. Um, one of them. Mm,
1: maybe. But okay. we'll find out.
0: All right. Not much in the way of defining our terms, is there? So let's get started. I mean, I wanted to... Let me just mention... Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I, I
1: really wanted... I don't know why, but well, you said ocean movies. And the, one of the first movies that came to mind was The Warriors. The gang movie. Do you remember The Warriors? Warriors! Of course come I Is there an ocean? Well, <laughs> it's kind of the whole thing. The whole movie, they're trying to get back to Coney Island. And they they keep saying, like, when we see the beach, when we see the ocean, okay. we're free. We're good. And so that's the whole thing is trying to get... But I was like, that's not an
0: ocean movie. <clears throat> do we, we see the ocean at the end, don't we? Yeah, we, we do. They, they arrive at And to... I think I could make the
1: what? argument, but okay. I was like, mm, yeah. The whole big last scene takes place on the beach. I see. But I was like, I, I don't think it's an ocean movie. I think it misses the spirit of what we're talking about. You know, the aforementioned water world, that's an ocean movie. I'll say. Yeah. So... I I had Warriors then, and it was like an extra scoop, and I was kind of like, I, I think if we're gonna define things, I think we got to play by
0: the play by That's the spirit. Nice of of what you. We're That's doing. nice of you. That's nice of you. Yeah. You're not trying to pull a fast one. Right.
1: Okay. All right. Go. So my number one is The Martian. Actually, your number five. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Teasing. Yeah. My my number five. Uh, am I going first? You go first. I'll go first. My number five is a documentary. I have a couple documentaries on here. Hmm. 2004, it's a movie I don't think you've seen. Now, I didn't put in um, Endless Summer or Dogtown and Z-Boys, both great documentaries. Not
0: Endless Summer.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: fuck me. Yeah. Can I change well, my look? Well what I
1: did put was Endless 2004, Summer. one called Riding Giants. And so this is um, about giant wave writing and like how surfers surf these gigantic waves. Didn't
0: you say, is that the movie, or a couple years ago you said that's the definitive? You said, I understand about Endless Summer. I get it. Yeah. But didn't you say that Riding Giants is really. Step into Liquid and Riding it's... Giants are both really, really good yeah. documentaries. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it was Step into Liquid where you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Right. And right.
1: then, you know, Dogtown and Z Boys, again, that's about skateboarding, but it's right. really about how the surfers couldn't surf at certain times. So they started skateboarding and how that. The surfers changed Do we see the
0: ocean oh, yeah. in that? We yeah. do.
1: Because they're all in Santa Monica. Right. And, they can't, and, and that's also why they wanted pools. Because I just picture them
0: in empty swimming pools. Because
1: right. that was similar to the waves. Right. Like it was very kind of smooth and gentle like can that. Can you see me doing that? No. <laughs> I can see you breaking your neck. <laughs> I think if you had to, you'd be sitting down on the skateboard. Yeah.
0: You mean I have to stand? <laughs> oh, my back.
1: So, anyway, my number five, Riding Giants. Nice. 2004. Good. Are you going to play the game? Yeah, the year game. Yeah. I'm, are you ready for the yeah, year game? Here we go. It.
0: My number five is Jaws. Oh, so 1976. Five. Five? Yep. yep. I'm you're, always You're going to check, aren't you? You're going to check. Yeah, all right. Okay, no, 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 so, no. I believe you. Um, obviously, Spielberg with uh, Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfuss, Robert Shaw, and I put that down as my number five. I would have guessed oh, that shimmy. that
1: would have been on your list.
0: I'm too predictable. No, you're not. But there's a couple surprises coming up. You're going to be pleased with my number one. All right. That's my number five. What's your number four, Robert? 1988. Got nothing. A movie by Luc Besson. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is it a movie that's titillating mm-hmm. the way he's known to be? Mm-hmm. No, not one of his most titillating ones. Okay. I don't know that you've seen or heard of this. This is a movie from
1: 1988 called The Big Blue and it's about um free diving. and i don't know if you know this but lupuson is a uh, his parents were both um scuba divers and so he learned from a very early age how to scuba dive and and was very influenced by um he made a documentary on the ocean and like there's some weird stuff that you may not know about him but he has a lot of wow. ocean related stuff so this is a, a movie about um starring uh uh, uh not what's his name the um the guy who played in the professional he played the professional what's his name oh
0: um God. um jean, jean Renaud Book.
1: jean Renaud so yeah. he is in this movie and he plays like the the villain of the movie really uh, the free the free diving villain jean Renaud was in almost all of Lupuson's movies up until I think it was in every Lupuson movie up until uh, uh fifth element but at any rate, uh, it's it's a really good movie, and it's kind of like a very, um, I don't know, it's like a smaller drama. It doesn't have the kind of big, huge, gigantic feel to it. It feels a lot more intimate. It's I remember a, we saw
0: Jean Renault in a movie about a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I said, What the hell happened to him? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. What movie yeah, was that? I, the, I can't remember. You got really I think big. Spike, Spike, was it yeah, Bo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood. The Blood? It was The Be- five, five Blood. Something. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it was a. Um, that's your. Uh, Big Blue, 1988. What do you got, my number it. four? My number four, Captain Philip. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a feeling it was in yeah.
0: And the year is? Uh,
1: 2000.
0: Yes. I want to say six, but it's later than mm-hmm. that. It is later. Um, I'm going to say 12? 13. Okay. Off of Y1. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, of course. Um, and um, yeah, this is Whistler famous line. I am the captain now. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the, I'm captain. the captain now. That's, <laughs> um, You know, I always forgot that, uh, what's it? Paul Paul Greengrass yeah. directed that film. Yeah, that makes it, sense. It has that look. It has yep. that, that, that frank, frenzied look. Yep. That's my number four. My number but f- I was really touched by the end of that. No, seriously, the close-up of Tom's face yeah. where they're carrying the blood. It, that's, I thought it was really well it's done. It's really a solid, it's solid a film. Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, you know that in real life, they, the crew was kind of like, the captain kind of fucked this up here. Like the movie made him seem like a hero, but right? He, captain, the real Captain Phillips, he cut too close into Somalia. Like he, he was trying to save time and save. So money. he was out of bounds. He was yeah, out he, of line. He, they, all the other ships, they're like, you don't get that close. If you get that close, then they've got a shot to come aboard. And, You're asking for problems. Yeah, and he was trying to make up for lost time, and he was kind of an asshole. And they were like, no, nah, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, number three. A movie that I've mentioned before. I feel like this movie comes up once a year, so it's probably time for its yearly comeuppance. 2003, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the Earth. Yeah, It's a great movie, man. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that movie or not, but it's mm-hmm. really, really good. It's a a good uh, war movie. Right. All yep. set on the high seas.
0: Starring, what's his name?
1: Starring, what's his name? Yeah. His name is in that.
0: His name, he, he threw a telephone at yeah. the concierge. In New York City Yeah Why do I want to say Russell Brand Yeah Russell
1: Crowe Russell Crowe That's right I want to say Russell Brand Same thing (laughs) (laughs) Totally different Russell Brand is
0: nuts Yeah So it's Russell (laughs) (laughs) Crowe That's true That
1: in common Definitely not naming My next child Russell Yeah (laughs) Wait, My number three Yeah
0: I love this film Mm -hmm. It's an Australian thriller
1: Deep Calm Is that what it is? Dead Calm Dead Calm Thank you sir I love this
0: movie i remember seeing it for the first time yeah and and um and that's when i was teaching at the high school i, I was going on and on to the faculty cafeteria about it's really a nifty film yeah it is i mean everyone was at 87 uh, 89 oh, 89 okay. within two years there um with uh nicole nicole of course Kidman. i mean and uh sam Neil, Sa- sam neil sam o- oh. o- N- no, no, no. neil yeah yeah you know what I'm not a fan of him. Oh, really? He's vanilla boy. Oh. He's bland. Can you appreciate that? I can, but and I think there's
1: something going on with... Is, I think there's vanilla... He's vanilla bean. He's got a little bit of flavor in him if you if you mull it in your <laughs> mouth a little bit.
0: Even Jurassic Park and so on. You know, he was yeah. like, three. And I thought...
1: I don't know, but... I get what you mean he about vanilla, have an, but... I need a little bit
0: of an edge. He's got something there. Does he have an edge? There's a little bit, a, a little bit?
1: A little bit of sharpness to it if you look hard enough. <laughs>
0: What a nifty movie, dead, dead Calm. Okay, that's my number three.
1: Okay, my number two is where we're going to overlap if we overlap.
0: Right, we are. We're going to overlap on number two. Yeah? I wonder. All right. Does it have a bad title?
1: Yes. Is it from 2013? Yes. <laughs> you want to say, say it at the same time?
0: Say it the same time. Ready? John. 2. you going to fuck with me. <laughs> All is lost. lost. Yeah. Wow, well, that's great. We we have, yeah, both of us yeah, number two? That's great. Man, I love it. Go
1: ahead. It's a beautiful movie. Great movie. If anybody's listening to this and you haven't seen All Is Lost, do yourself a favor. Watch probably the best performance that Robert Redford has ever given. I know, and he, I think he, he does he talk to anybody other than the the um not the uh, what the, the volleyball? CB no no, no the <laughs> volleyball he talks into the I oh. wanted to say walkie talkie. It's yeah. not walkie talkie. It's the uh, citizen man radio? radio radio into the radio Yeah, a yeah, two way. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, does he? talk to anybody i don't, I don't think, think he so. does talk to anybody
0: i don't think so i was blown away by this film it's underappreciated yeah it's definitely underappreciated and again with robert redford um remember the last scene mm-hmm. in the hand
1: in the hand coming that's down. all we
0: needed to see yep that's all we needed to see but i think it's among his best acting performances and it's a lousy title that's both of our number two now the reason why i said deep
1: calm earlier is because i right. fucked it up and I was I was looking down at my list because my number one is a documentary from 2006. I bet it has the word deep in it. It does have the word deep in it. Deep Water, which is actually a great title for this movie. Um, I might have told you about this. You before. talked.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to. Answer. It's
1: about a a guy Donald Crowhurst, which is already a great name, and he borrows a bunch of money to build a boat. There's a, a race to sail around the world without stopping. This story and he this. borrows a bunch of money to build this boat builds it but it's he's not seaworthy he's like a a weekend warrior and he's going against these people who are really truly of this high caliber sales say, uh, 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 sailors so he builds this boat and he signs this agreement that says that he won't back out if he backs out he has to pay all this money back right he doesn't have to win but he has to continue with the contest so he starts sailing And he takes the the boats leaking and everything else. And he goes out and he he realizes if he goes around Cape Horn, he's going to die because the the water there is really, really rough. And so what he does is he decides to turn off his radio and he just turns it off. And everyone thinks that he has died and he's hangs out and he sails over to like um to brazil and he like goes ashore and buys a bunch of supplies which you can't do it's totally (laughs) against the rules but he doesn't want to win anymore he realizes he's like look all i have to do is just come in like third or fourth and no one's gonna give a shit about me it's just i'll just be a footnote everybody cares about the winner and those are gonna be the people that everyone's gonna inspect no one's gonna care about me so he waits until all these other contestants Come around, and they, they you know, kind of are surpassing him, and and they're beating him, and he does all the calculations, and he realizes, okay, I'm gonna come in like third or fourth place, and then one person's boat starts to sink, so he's like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely gonna be third now, so he turns his radio back on. So there's only like three people left in the race, and he's coming back, and he's like, I, I've survived. I just had some radio problems, and everyone, his family is like, oh, we thought you were dead, and he's coming back, going back, and then the guy who's gonna win. Is this Frenchman who suddenly just has this wild hair and decides, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish the race." And he just turns around and keeps sailing. And everyone's like, "What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? You're right there, finish line is there." He goes, "No, it's not about the win. I just want to keep sailing." And so he never finishes the race. He just goes <sighs> off and keeps sailing. And so now, this guy Donald Crowhurst is number two and he's kind of like Ugh, not good and then the guy who's number one right before he gets to the finish line his boat sinks and so now Donald Crowhurst is going what? to end up winning and he's like I don't want to win because I cheated I'm trying to, I, I can't and um, and the ending is really pretty sad like what happens to him and everything that what transpires he winds up kind of sailing off into the middle of the Atlantic and jumps off his boat and dies dies. yeah and his boat kind of drifts a sea and it winds up uh coming ashore in the caribbean islands and it's still there it's it's a bizarre story (sighs) it's fascinating and it's this idea of like getting yourself into deep water
0: I'm surprised this hasn't been made into a narrative film. Me
1: too. Yeah. But the documentary is really incredible. And it's like, it's a complicated story to kind of explain because Mm -hmm. so many things I have to set up. But it's, it just pushes him into this corner and it keeps like tightening and tightening and tightening and tightening. And it's like, how do you get out of that?
0: (laughs) Oh, what a tangled web wee wee. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. It's my number one. Go check that out. My number one. Is going to surprise you. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a hint. Directed by James Cameron, but it's not the one you're thinking of. Is this the documentary? No.
1: It's not the one it's, I'm it's thinking the, of. Meaning it's not Titanic. Oh. Right. Did he direct Titanic? You're fucking with me again. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, what else did he do? Oh,
0: Abyss. Yeah. yeah. I have to tell you. That, you're, does, are that you doesn't better? surprise me. Are you a fan of that Yeah, I liked it. I really like, by the way, the year being 1986. 89. 89. Ed Harris was really good. In the, yeah. Ed Harris is dependable. Didn't we it? talk
1: about this earlier? How we can't find that movie anymore? You can't find that movie. Did we talk about that? I'm not sure. I think, I'm, I'm not sure if I shared this with you, that that movie is. N- no, wait a minute. No, no, no. I that
0: think I'm confusing kid. it with
1: Cocoon. Cocoon.
0: We talked a lot about that cocoon. months ago. Ron yeah, yeah, Howard's yeah, yeah, Cocoon yeah. is not available. And why isn't it? And that was an article you sent me about. You can that. appreciate why we get those two yeah, movies confused, yeah. Obviously, right? yeah. Well, both with water, yeah. Both with water. Yeah. Um, so again, Ed Harris, James Cameron. I think it's one of James Cameron's best directoral, yeah, probably efforts. I just think that whole thing with liquid breathing, the resuscitation sequence bringing back to life. It was right. almost like a resurrection. And it was the the Cold War and aliens, which sounds crazy, but you're on board for quite a quite a story yeah. in that third act. And um, thinking about Favorite, I'm putting that down for my number one, wow. The Abyss. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Thank you, thank you. Uh, scoops.
1: Uh, I got some scoops of the Warriors, as I mentioned. Triangle. This is a horror movie, and it's it. really fucking good. Um, I... I if I'd had more room on my top five, which I, I it was packed already full. But I, that and another one of my scoops, I really wanted to get in there. Triangle is a movie that um, – it's very bizarre. It's actually on a cruise ship. Is it Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. So it's kind of like they, these three friends get on this – they – what is it? They go out to sea and they somehow or another end up on this cruise ship that no one else is on. And they start seeing people. But the people turn out to be themselves from later in the movie and it winds up like becoming this circular story and yeah, that's a twilight zone it is so. totally twilight yeah, zone yeah. and it's one of these like they can't stop this stuff from happening and they have these exchanges with themselves and then later on you realize why they were doing the things that they were doing and it's like it's oh that's bizarre. trippy so later on it makes sense yeah about what it all like, fits why did they act like that yes. against themselves and then you to understand begin with, why you understand yeah. why later so it's one of those kind of movies. Definitely a trippy, cool little wow um, movie. Uh, a few others: Into the Blue, uh, which is like a uh, that was a, that was you'd like that movie. It's a bunch of hot people scuba diving and like uh, down in their bikinis trying to get the gold. This Paul Walker and uh, Jessica Alba.
0: Did you give me that or no? I'm thinking about another. No, that was Herpes, buddy. That was herpes. <laughs> there was a surfing movie. Didn't you give it to me? No, buddy? that's You're... coming
1: up. That's Blue Crush. That's it.
0: I got my Into the Blue and Blue Crush. Yeah,
1: that was the other oh, one that I'd love to put in there. Blue like Crush that. is a good movie. It man. is a good movie. Uh, I'm going to stay by what, Blue Crush. did what it was supposed to do. Castaway, which wasn't mentioned. Yeah, yeah it, I had a feeling yeah. that was going to be in there. Yeah. Um, Endless Summer, Dogtown Z Boys. Another movie that I really wanted to put on here, but I didn't. Almost kind of feel bad that I didn't. We reviewed on our podcast this year
0: a movie we discussed. It was our primary film. Yep. This year, having to do with the ocean.
1: Mm-hmm. You need another hint? I do. It's a documentary. The silence is deafening. Yeah. Help me out. My octopus. Oh my teacher. god
0: that's really nice yeah. wait wait kudos to Thanks. you yeah i kind of wish i thought of that yeah that's really nice robert yeah it was all about the ocean oh yeah it's a great little movie it's about love it
1: really was man it was i can't believe that i think that might be one of the better movies we've seen this, this year, year and i was almost hesitant to even watch it was like my octopus what the, is this about a bestiality good title thing? it's not a good title my octopus yeah I just I don't know I just didn't seem like that would be the best one of the best things we've seen but it was really touching
0: made my hairdresser cry yeah crazy yeah there you go some of my scoops what do you got I thought of um, I thought of open water was uh-huh. a film. Are you familiar with yep. that? Yep. Uh, Lifeboat. Yeah. Life. Of oh, lifeboat's good. Lifeboat. I thought yeah. life of Pi, not yeah, the animals. Yeah. Uh, the deep. I saw the deep in yeah, the theater. The uh, Peter Benchley wrote yep. that novel. Remember that? Uh, Castaway. Poseidon Adventure. Perfect Storm. Remember yeah. Perfect, Storm, I Perfect also? Storm? Perfect Storm was a solid film. Yeah, it was a good movie. So those are some. Did minds they all die? Were, Did I I? They didn't come back.
1: I think that was the big thing Did with George like Clooney. Yeah. 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 Mark Wahlberg. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think they all
1: did die. Yeah. Fuck them.
0: Yeah. Hey, man. We did it? We did it. Hey, this is... uh, Congratulations.
1: I was just about to say that. What were you going to say? Well, first of all, I was going to say, if people have some ocean movies, what should they do? They can reach out to us through Uh, our email. Where? Our email is robert at antiwavepodcast.com.
0: Oh. And or slash or ira
1: at antiwavepodcast.com. Or they can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle on both of those is at antiwavepod.
0: We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert?
1: Just like the many droplets of ocean and the storylines from Merrill's book, we're all over the place.
0: Yeah, we'll work on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see us uh, go find us please on on, on Spotify, our iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, music, go to our website or throw us a few buckets over
1: Why do I say buckets? But you always do that.
0: You throw us do. a few
1: bucks over at Patreon help keep the sprocket holes moving. Good. Good. Yeah. I want to
0: say, uh, yes. Um this is season five, Ira. It, it is season five. This is the beginning so of are, season oh, five. God, we're going to do another season. I want to point something out. This season has fifty episodes. What? It, yes, yeah.
1: each season that we do has about fifty episodes. Yeah. Now, yeah. there's a couple things that I want to address. Mm-hmm. We are shifting. You're getting a different partner. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> we are shifting slowly. Uh, so this we should mention. This podcast began in November. And you didn't join up full time until January. That's correct. Right, so there were a handful of episodes that's that happened. Great. I missed the you. first four. Right, so we are slowly kind of shifting that over, so that when a new season begins, it will begin in January, which I feel think feels more well, organic. That feels right. Yeah, like
0: a new year. Right, and so the it's next time you'll hear worked. us, yeah, it's quite a coincidence. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and so we're kind of moving away from it, starting in. Uh, Uh, having a season start in November and instead having it start in January. Right. Which also feels right for a multitude of reasons. It feels organically correct. One of the things that I want to do, and I don't know how successful we'll be in doing this because it's kind of some work.
0: Excuse me. Shouldn't you have run this by me, this idea of yours, not while we're recording and all of our listeners because I might whine. I might whine and well, complain you and throw it. Hiss- it doesn't matter. Usually, Kimasabi, we discuss these things not while we're recording. Well, we're going to discuss it right now. Well, yeah, but people are listening to us. Our three Ethiopians. Well, I'll totally
1: edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I think it would be fun on the show to do what? is to go back to the earlier episodes and find our money shots, and then say, "Well, it's been five years." what was your money shot from this movie? So the first movie that you came on for the show was Nocturnal Animal. That's correct. It would be interesting to say, what was your money shot?
0: So that's like, it's going to be a game because I'll guess what it was yeah. and I won't know the real answer until you tell me, Yeah, the other person. That's really interesting. Um, there's only one thing wrong. What? We have to listen to the podcast. That's the problem. That's... <laughs> And so I think this
1: might be a, uh, an occasional thing where we have producer Joey go back and try mm, to that'd find. That would be great if
0: she could do that for us. Yeah. Just kind of fast forward and it's sort of near the end. Yeah. It's in the last third of the podcast. Yeah. And well, see if we can remember our I money mean, shot.
1: Nobody really wants to listen to those older oh, shows. God, but, no, you know. Yeah. No, no. Especially the first I think that'd be four kind of before interesting. you had me on board. Every few weeks to be like, okay, so. I like that. A little time capsule. And we'll see if Five we, years ago you If we mirror movie.
0: the same money shot. Yeah. Is it truly your money shot? And if it's not, then it wasn't really a money shot, was mm-hmm. it?
1: Mm-hmm. Or maybe we thought it was going to be a money shot, but it is. Yeah. So, for example, I still remember one of my first money shots from Patriot's Day. Um, my, my big money shot, there was a scene where they pulled the uh, one of the terrorist guys out of the boat, and there was a shot of somebody getting flipped, and they their their boot was up in the air, and it was a very unusual shot. And I think about it. Usually, whenever we say "money shot," that's, that's the first thing that comes yeah. to mind. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, of course, you're naming a film from the podcast of the first four of which I was not involved. Right, right.
1: That's purposely why I'm doing. I that. know that. I yeah. know that. That's
0: your subtle way of pushing me aside. Yeah, oh, this is my final. But I want to podcast. let you know for season I like five, I like that. We
1: are returning back to Rocio, so Rocio is coming back on the <laughs> show, and uh, there's no more Ira.
0: I really enjoyed this time with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was great. Oh, so, good. Now I can go anyway, home and rest. I
1: want to find out if our CEO remembers your money shots. <laughs>
0: now, so well, uh, that's one of the things I, I really like. That I yeah. think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think
1: it'd be kind of fun to do, and um, and just to see how does the movie hold up.
0: Because by definition, we should be able to recall. Yeah, yeah. So just think, in five years,
1: we'll be talking once again about let them all talk. Five
0: years from now, I won't be alive. Uh, the be... other host of yeah, this show yeah, and I okay, will be yeah, talking okay. about let them yeah, all talk yeah good alright
1: I think that about does it doesn't it who else oh well, let's give a to thank... Joey. yeah applause.
0: Joey
1: doing a great job
0: there Robert yeah congrats thanks man season five congrats yeah five years oh god I need a rest mm-hmm. I want to play shuffleboard in Florida with people my own age yeah they were playing shuffleboard in this movie
1: and I, I saw you get excited
0: I did I got around Tumescent. I got hard yeah yeah
1: Hey, uh, next week, and uh, I say next week. Actually, Next yes. week, we're going to be taking some time off. Oh, thank God. We're going to come back in January. That's so right.
0: It could be a, couple,
1: a little bit of time before we see you yeah, or yeah. hear from you. You're going to miss uh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to miss me? But the next time we do see each yes. other, we're going to be talking about George Clooney's and new movie. And the
0: film is?
1: The Midnight Sky. Yes. Yeah. 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 He went to the hospital over this. Did
0: movie. he really? Yeah physical or well mental? did he
1: really probably not but that's Publis- what the publicist, publicists publicist.
0: Say. was there a physical accident on yeah because he lost too much weight too fast oh, and yeah, else, yeah, and yeah. cancer and all
1: that yeah. stuff so anyway um we'll check out the Midnight Sky George Clooney movie and it'll be a little bit so you have some time to watch it and when we come back that's what we'll talk about cool make
0: sense Robert cool give so me until, a hug buddy get the fuck out of here
1: so until uh, until we talk about the Midnight Sky keep watching movies and
0: we'll help you sort them out There goes perspiration.